November knows deals, and no better month to get deals than at Rorick Honda. From fantastic rates to fair financing, Rorick always has the customer in mind, especially during the beginning of holiday shopping. Plus $2,200 in yearly savings when you count the Rorick Advantage with every new or used car purchase. Buying a Honda is a must. Make sure you go to Rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start this week's Ya Jagoff podcast from right here in Bellevue, which used to be a dry town, but it's not anymore because we're here at the Lincoln Avenue Brewery. That was the longest intro ever. <laughs> According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word Jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word Jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jag off! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jag off! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jag off? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. This is Ken Wildbill. Hey, this is Kurt Angle. Hi, this is Rocky Blair. Hey, it's Rick Sevak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the You Jag Off Podcast. All right, so this is the Get Jack Off Podcast. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast for the very first time, we ask that you go subscribe to it. If you're listening to it on iTunes, we ask that you uh, leave us a note. Say, hey, I kind of like the podcast, or these Jagoffs are cool, or whatever. And uh, you're drinking water today. Today we are at the Lincoln Brewery. We have a bunch of guests that are going to come through here. And we have a unique music selection today because we're going to talk about a play celebrating KDKA Radio's 100th anniversary, and we're going to use some of the music from that play. Yeah, I'm excited. That was smart of me. You were, yeah. Well, you're always smart. I mean, I'm always smart. But Lincoln that was Avenue really Brewing Amber, right? I love here. these glasses. Ooh. So here's this story. You guys, we always have a six degrees of Jagoff story on how we end up at some of the places we do. If you're, if you're an avid listener, you know that we like to find unique Pittsburgh places. So the story goes like this. John and I take a walk every morning to go over all of our marketing, you know, opportunities for our team. And we solve the world problems. So one day, when we're walking past Lincoln Avenue Brewery, <laughs> they're delivering. This is such a shameless. Um, it is good. It's, Keep going. It's though. good I like though. It. It's good. It's a shameless drop-in that we won best podcast this year for 2020, as decided by the city paper. And they were delivering the city paper that day, and we knew we were in it. So we stopped Grant, and he said, "Well, wait. Who are you guys?" We were like, "We're John and Rachel from Yajagoff." And we we got what like fifty papers. Yeah, we got a stack of papers like from him. Yeah. yeah, gave them to our team. <laughs> who else wants it was them? required weeding that week yeah, at work. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here we are because we could not wait to come inside and check out what it's like. And it is. We've walked by this place so many times during in the mornings. There's brunch happening. They have you know if you need to socially outside, distance, they yeah. have outside around the corner. Downtown Bellevue's awesome. When you're done, you can go down and get ice cream at Scoops Brewery. Or oh, Scoop, Scoop's ice cream. There Scoop's, you go. Scoop's brewery would be one? awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. So, uh, anyway, so we're here, and uh, we, this is where we always talk about what was on the blog this week. And this week we Sean talked about, like, listen, here's the thing is, some Gillette put out a razor that has a little heated bar on it. And I'm like, you know what would be really good? You have a swivel head, you have a floppy head, you have five blades, nine blades, you have this, you have that. If you just make a razor that wouldn't go dull would be good, right? I don't really need a heated bar. So there's that, and uh, then we had a sign posted. Somewhat, some store had a sign. It's like that thing, you know, there's only the reason why it says on McDonald's, the coffee's hot, don't spill it on you message, yep. because someone did that. Right. So what this is telling me is someone did this. There was a sign in a hardware store that said, used plungers oh, yeah. are not returnable. Yeah. 
That means someone tried to reach yeah, out to use that plunging. does not surprise me. It, that's People disgusting. are attacking. So, yeah, anyways, I'm with you. No. John did all of the blog writing this week, so I can't even weigh in except say that they were. It was that's because you were wrestling alligators this week. I was. All right. And our guests this week. <laughs> so our guests this week are, first of all, Grant oh, and Lisa, so our host yeah. for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so here's the other part, six degrees of separation. Because we are affiliated with Entercom and KDK turning 100, we got this press release about Don Mike, who did blow us off on one episode, and we have to razz him about that. Right. But um, finally, he's here, and he gets to talk a little bit about this really cool play, all about KDK being one of the first broadcasts ever, radio broadcasts. Right. And then, listen, anyone who knows us knows we love a pickle. And our friend over at Food Tasters told us about these two guys who are, like, into the brinery stuff. And you have to go visit them. Like, we were looking at their website, obviously getting our information for today. They're funny guys, and we can't wait to talk to them because they have some of their pickling, their brinery, in really Hold recognizable on. places. Hold on. Get her, okay, get he her to bring that over. Who are? Tell us who you are and what kind of tasty stuff you have there. I'm Leah Rose. Um, this is our almost famous pickle dip. It's dill pickle, red onions, cream cheese, and Old Bay seasoning, and it is super addictive. It was so perfect that you just talked about that because I was just introducing <laughs> the pickle guys. So nice. that was good. It nice. doesn't usually You can happen. put one right yeah. here in front of Rachel because I'll eat it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That was perfect timing. So perfect, even more perfect timing to have Grant and Lisa Yeah, come so on. Grant and Lisa yeah. come on come in on here. In, so you are, you're a married couple. We what? are. We huh. are. So we, we both grew up here in Bellevue. Oh, in Bellevue. In Bellevue. Okay. And we, well, as, as long as, like, I'm not going to get arrested for this. Yeah. We started dating when she was 15, I was 17. How cute And we've been that? together since. Yeah, so you've known each other a little while. A couple years, yeah. The warranty has run out. She can't send me back. Um, I love stories like that. My parents were like that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about, start there, Grant, because, you know, we told the story already about how we sort of ran into you, but this place was so anticipated. Everyone was so excited that Bellevue was no longer a dry town. And admittedly, you knew we worked with Mark Helbling over at 565 for quite some time. But when this was coming to fruition, everybody was talking about it. What was that like from your standpoint, being a Bellevue resident and then having your dream come true where it's no longer dry and it's your establishment? Right. Yeah, it was it was really cool because, you know, back in 2013 when when the the initiative was on the ballot to overturn and it lost. Um, we had to wait another two years, so we were all really anticipating that. 2015 rolls around, and you know Mark and uh, Aaron, who ends, uh, has the, the barber shop down here, Lisa and I, Tom Fody, Kathy Coder. There were a group of people that really went out and just banged on doors and, and really talked to people about what it would mean for Bellevue right. to go from dry to wet. And I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. what was that reception like? Was it? It mixed? was. It was really mixed. Okay. Yeah, it was very mixed. And I'll tell you the the three big things that, that and it's comical. This is folklore in Bellevue. Okay. Um, <laughs> the three big things that the no bars in Bellevue group talked about was one. We're going to have a strip club on every corner if we allow alcohol in Bellevue. Right. People will be peeing in your yard, and, or pee, peeing in the street, right. and people will be sleeping in your yard. Okay. And none of that happened. None of it. What, what did happen is vibrancy came back to Bellevue. Yeah, right. Restaurants, um, things like that. It's time for me to admit this. Me and my friends back when we were, before we were 21, we were caught peeing in an alley oh. here in Bellevue. <laughs> back, and that was, that was, you that was, the rumor. 
Sure. Right? She and, did. and that was when it was a dry town. So, you know. <laughs> you, we, <laughs> so they, they were we afraid of sighted, you. We got sighted by the Bellevue cops. Yeah. Oh my, there you go. <laughs> That's great. No, and, that, and I'm sure that was the common misconception because, let's face it, you know, areas like the south side get a bad rap because things like that, unfortunately, do happen. Sure. But what I love is, like you said, fast forward to 2020. All you hear about now is Bellevue, this little community right. that has so many things. Right. Oh, it's a wonderful community. Yeah. So we're excited. It's what great. makes it a wonderful community beyond this, though? I mean, we've always heard it's the people, but isn't there the history and, and just the ambiance of, you know, the little shops and things like that? You're like your own little town. We are. It's like the, it's like when, when you think of... Hold it closer to your face. Sorry. There you go. Far away. It's, uh, you know, when you think about... Uh, history of America, I think that we are just one of those quintessential little towns that, maybe it's not on, um, one of those quintessential little towns that still represents what we started as. And sure. So I think that's really what it is. We, it really is. It's yeah. got amazing character. And, you know, you have people who have lived here for years, and then you have people that have moved in, and it just always attracts more people because it just has that character and that, I don't know. Well, I think at one point it was such a family-oriented town, right? Right. Where everybody was concerned with, um, everybody was concerned with like the schools and how you could walk everywhere. Right. But then, I think it just like everyone, it shifts and you want more. You don't want it to just be the family town. Right. So let's attract young people because we don't want to be, you know, this known for oh we're older and and history all the time. Even though that's a great point. Right. What has something like this place done to attract the youth? What what is what do you oh. see, especially during your brunches? Is, right? is this it? Something like this? Yeah. So so we actually have um, we actually have people come in to tell us that they bought in Bellevue because of places like this and 565 and Revival and the taco shop and Maxwell's Pizza, you know, because they can come here now and they can walk down the street from their house, they can have dinner, they can have a couple drinks, and they can walk home. Right. So we've actually had people, somebody, somebody forwarded me a real estate listing that said blocks from the new brewery. And oh, so, okay, so that's yeah. becoming kind of a marketing point Tools. for sure. Bellevue for the realtors. Yeah. But let's go ahead, Lisa. Well, I was going to say, so you have a lot of younger couples moving in because right. they know it's a family area, but there's, they don't have their families yet. They're just starting their lives exactly. out. Right. So now they're coming in and they're buying their houses and they're having, they want what a young couple want to be able to do, be able to go out, be able to walk home, be able to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Sure. And, but they want to be able to have their children later and yeah. have yes. a safe place for them. So it's both. It's yeah. just it's a mixture both. of everything. So Lisa, I have a question for you. So was this Grant's dream? Yeah. Like he was always making beer and you, you came kicking and dragging or <laughs> how did, <laughs> not that you shouldn't, not that women don't have the thought of, of making beer or liking beer, but I just get this feeling that yeah. this is what it, so talk about the, the process when he goes, honey, I think we're going to open a brewery. Yeah. How does that conversation yeah, go? Yeah. Well, I mean, originally we started out years ago. We always thought we would want a restaurant or something like that. And then he wanted a brewery. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff in my basement, all this stuff on the backyard. He's like, do you want to come out and brew with me? I'm like, oh, I'm watching TV. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm cleaning or whatever it is. So, um, so yeah. So once he did, I was like, well, you know, he's it gets it out of my house, number one, right? And number two, you know, we would always have people over we could never keep the supply everybody wanted his beer and so you know you as a wife 
of this many years, you got to stand by your husband, you yeah, know, right, and yeah. support him as much as you possibly can. Can, can I add one thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so not only did it get all the stuff out of the house, it got me out of the house too. Uh-huh. So, so I spend an awful lot of time. You guys, you guys see me here at all hours of the day. Yeah, we it don't. Gets, we don't. It gets me out of the house. We knock on the window at seven. He's never here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, that's and Grant. I, the, my question for you is: I always thought like it'd be cool to open up a bar, but by the time I would give all my friends free drinks and all that kind of stuff, they, you know, you're like, hey, let me buy you around. Let me buy you around. Hey, and then people kind of expect around i mean that has to be a different because you grew up here so even doubled down on that right so so you know it's really interesting when you think about that from a business perspective you know lisa and i have friends that own businesses we never go in and expect anything for free my best friend comes in here probably five days a week and and he pays for everything you know, it's yes. that's a slippery slope when you start. Yes. Oh, well, let me get point. this round. Let me get yeah. that round. Then it, like, to your point, John, it becomes an expectation, right. and you can't do business that way. Yeah. People haven't done that, and no. I don't know if that's partly because we opened during COVID, um, and people want to support us. So oh, I, we didn't point. really yeah. have that issue with people. You know, even if you know they don't, they don't, which is nice. It it it, it is. It's nice. And you guys have food here too. Like, it's not yeah, chump food either, say. right? And the but expectation, I have to tell you, though, you know, we've read about their different drinks, and I'm having the uh, the rum, what was it, the punch? Cranberry rum, rum punch. Cranberry rum punch. Delicious. I love the little the hint of cinnamon. And you, this is your own batch? Like, your, yes. your recipe, so to speak. Yeah, so we actually make the spiced rum. So we use Maggie's Farm white rum, okay. and then we, in, we infuse it with our own spices okay. to create our own specific... Um, Spice rum. Okay. And that's a key point is that because we heard on the news the other day that you guys even order your meat from right down the road here at, at Tom's Tom Market, Friday. right? Yeah, yeah, Tom Friday's, yeah. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we do we do burger night on Wednesday nights, um, our Rubens on Tuesday nights. You know, we do – we made a very conscious effort to have really good food because we didn't want to rely on food trucks. Um, we, Yeah, there, there's no yeah. space for Yo. it. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so we, we take a lot of pride. We don't use any frozen ingredients. We we roast all our meats and stuff in house. So and we try to get everything as local as possible. Now tell us about like this pickle dip. I know you're eating it. What do you think? It's delicious. Is it? I yeah, yeah. It, it's delicious. Down there, that kid down there, I don't know if you can see him, it's yeah. his recipe. Okay. Yeah, our son our son made that. Okay. Okay. So what's all in it? Tell us. Uh, so there's there's pickles, onions, cream cheese, um, some spices. If we told you all the spices, then right. we'd have to put you on the payroll. And but. I like it, despite the fact that I knew it was creamy, but there's cream cheese, and I'm not a cream cheese guy, but I do like it. Yeah, it's really, it's really different good. Different once you add the pickles. It's totally good. Yeah. So good. And cool. and what a great day to have Bridge City Brinery here, right? Because we yeah, five <laughs> minutes up. after they walked in the door, I was always talk, already talking to them about you know the possibility of you know maybe it. maybe using some other local products yeah. in that pickle dip. So I love yeah. it. And you guys, you know, talk a little bit about today is Steelers Sunday when we're recording. What is your brunch like? We've heard so many good things about your brunch. Yummy. Yeah. So, so many different things offered. Yeah. So the brunch, you know, the brunch menu, we have some really great people that work in the kitchen. And, you know, we, again, we make everything fresh. So right. the biscuits are made from scratch. The yep. English muffins are made from scratch. The sausage, all from Tom Friday's, all the bre- uh, breakfast meats. Um, we do a corned beef, um, um, jalapeno and butternut squash hash with eggs over top. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and brunch has been really received pretty well. 
Now, Steeler Sundays, yeah. you know, if, if there's a 1 o'clock game, they're in and out. We're, they're in and out. <laughs> yeah. And, we, you know, just to talk about that for a second, we made a very conscious effort not to be a sports bar. Right. Mm-hmm. So even pre-COVID, we have one television and our beer menus on it. People would come in and say, do you have the Steeler game on? We'd say no. And some people would leave. Right. Some people would leave, but some people would stay. And one thing we found was that we didn't see people sitting on their phones. They were engaging with other people. And that's part of the whole community piece is there are friends now who vacation together who met in the brewery who live in Bellevue. That's awesome. And and we made that a very conscious decision not to have TVs all over the place because you sit and look like that. That it was very difficult because you know you do want to watch the games yourself, yeah. right? But yeah. again, we we wanted to make that to promote community and to promote community. Yeah. You're you want people to talk to one another. It's a great. Point. I love it. I love it. And when you were growing up here in Bellevue, what did you think you were going to be? <laughs> wow, I wanted to be a fireman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you um, go. No, I mean, I, I've been in the hospitality business my entire okay. life, so I, okay. I've i never done anything outside of the hospitality okay. business. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just... Uh, I'm a nurse. Oh, okay. Oh, there nice. All right. Well, respected there, right? Well, so before we let you go, we have the coveted question of the day will make you nervous in your seats because this is the thread that kind of, you know, gets everybody together on the Ejaga podcast. But where does everybody find you on Facebook, the Internet, to come visit? Where do they come? What is so, it? Um, so that's interesting. So um, Lincoln Avenue Brewery yep. on Facebook. Um, um, l- yeah, Lincoln Avenue, www.lincolnavenuebrewery.com. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, you have to spell out Avenue. Yes. So there is a Lincoln Avenue Brewery in Calistoga, California. Uh, one of our regular customers just went to visit not too long ago. Oh, is that right? But we get, we get people that will call for takeout food and they'll say, we want the onion rings and the French fries. And we say, well, we don't have that. And they, they say, well, we're looking at your menu online. Yeah, you do. Like, no, look and see. Is it Lincoln Ave Brewery or Avenue? Yeah. So spell it out. Yeah, so spell out Avenue and you'll find us. I got it. You have to find them. And when you come down here, tweet us or, or, Post it on Instagram and say, hey, I'm here, you jag off, there or something go. like that. All right, que- question of the day. Yeah. Most annoying piece of advice on what you should do next. You know, everybody has a theory, right? And, uh, and, and it's unique because each of the guests on here have a similar situation. You know, you're all entrepreneurs figuring out how you can tell your story. What's the piece of advice? That, you know what you should do? What do they say? Me, it's, for me, it's um, what we should do with the menu because you don't know um, what the chefs do behind the scenes. Yes. Um, the size of our kitchen, the space that we have, the, even though you have wonderful ideas, it is it is like, I don't, I don't know, Jenga. I don't know. It's like stacking things. You have Tetris. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, yes. trying to fi- figure out things out. So okay. to me, as much as all of their wonderful ideas, and they are wonderful sure. ideas, you just, you just can't, can't meet them or accommodate them yep. because of your space and because of it. your limitations. I got it. So you can tell that we've been married for 30 years because <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, people say, well, you should have French fries and you should do this and do that. And I tell them, you know, take a walk back into my kitchen with me. Tell me exactly where I'm going to put this fryer right. or this, you know, other piece of equipment. 
because um, we stack things on top of each other. It's pretty creative how we yeah. put out the food that we do. So, yeah, that's probably the most irritating is when people do not you smile? not irritating, no, I'm sure not irritating, yeah. but but Just, yeah. the kind of you know it's not realistic. Presumptive, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. I understand. Great idea. Right, all exactly. Good, yeah, all yep. ideas are good, right? Yep. Just yeah. have, whatever ones you can operationalize are different. They're right? not all executable. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Lisa, Grant, thank you very I don't think we've ever had a person named Grant on our podcast never. before. Hey, no, happy so to be the first. You'll be the first one. Yeah, I don't think we ever Do I get a, a trophy for that yeah. or <laughs> anything? <laughs> a no. jag-off trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already, already got my jag-off trophy. Well, cheers to you guys. Thank you very cheers much. Cheers to you guys. Again, as we're going to our next guest, you're going to hear some of the music from our next guest play. So don't adjust your dial. Sit back and stay a while. Let's make some noise. And All right, here's our story on the next guest. So, again, our affiliation with Entercom, mm-hmm. we received this really cool press release that this guy who grew up here in Pittsburgh was essentially paying homage to the fact that KDKA celebrating its 100 years in business, essentially, recognizing the fact that KDK was the first broadcast that anyone really knew. And they were talking about the presidential election. We've, we've had this conversation quite a few times. So we said, we need to get this guy on. Miscommunication on the Ajagoff side. He didn't come to the one podcast. We thought maybe he was blowing us off, but thank God he's here today. Well, it was when we were at Top Golf and we heard he was a scratch golfer. That's what we, it was. We actually barred him from coming. That's, you're right. We don't you're you're telling the stories, but oh, Don Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm a terrible golfer, so it's probably <laughs> the universe idea, being like, right? don't do that. Yeah. Um, but no, it was... Um, yeah, just on that, I'm so sorry that we didn't see oh, each other the first totally time. Um, it was, you it know, happened. election week, and I was working with the Biden campaign, and it, it was now Saturday, and we were like, we still don't have a result yet. Right. Like, what do we do? Um, luckily, we learned that day, right? But uh, so it all worked out for a reason. Right. But now there I'm here, go. and here we are. I'm right. so, so glad you're here. Talk to us. I mean, literally, take us from the beginning. You, sure. so your company, and you are the co-founder yes. of the company. Mm-hmm. And how did it come to be that that your theater company sort of got involved in this? So start from the so beginning. the short version yeah. is uh, when it was like 2012. I was two years or 2011. I was one year out of undergrad, and I was trying to be an actor. And I met who would now who is now my mentor and business partner. Um, his name is Reggie, um, Reggie Kabiko, and he is me, but 20 years older. Okay. And so when we were in this musical or this play together, he was like, you know, the best way to succeed as someone like you and me in this business is to create your own opportunities. And so from that, we created a cabaret that we called Lati Do. Right. And it was, he did spoken word in musical theater. I just did musical theater and he always wanted to put those two things together. And so our show which was weekly in Washington, D.C., um, different every week. So we did 46 shows in a calendar year um, on Monday nights, um, would bring those two communities together. And so because of the weekly nature of it and the fact that at the time, timing, there was nothing like that in town, it caught on like wildfire. And so we had all these performers, all these artists come through, and within a year and a half, we expanded to New York City, like a, a second branch, and people wanted to do more with us beyond the show. And so we started to produce, um, whether it was special events or full-length shows. 2013, we produced our first musical um, called Love, New York. Yes. And uh, 
So then we kind of sat in those two cities for a while, and then 2018 we expanded to L.A. Um, when some of our alums from the East Coast moved out West, and they are like, we should do it here. And so we said, sure, and um, I myself then moved home here to Pittsburgh in 2019 in the spring. And um, at that time, On Air, the musical um, that we're talking about today, was a stage show that was produced and done in early 2019 at a place called Creative Cauldron, and that's in Virginia. And so because of our place in the community, we knew everyone that was doing that show. And um, the peop- the guys that wrote it, Stephen Gregory Smith and Matthew Connor, were um, alumni of La Tido. And so they heard through the grapevine that I was moving home. And they called me. And they were like, hey, so obviously this musical is about Pittsburgh. Stephen is also from Connellsville. And so they were like, do you want to help us produce it there? And I said, absolutely. Like, first project in at home? Like, why not? And... Um, so we'd start talking about it in July of last year, and uh, time went on. We did an event at Entercom um, in October of last year, and that's how we met Amy. Um, and we got to know her, and we met uh, Don, Ma, Don Ma from Duquesne University, who is our other presenting partner. And um, we were all ready to like do this in-person musical in 2020 on the 100th anniversary. It was going to be slamming. And then, like, this little <laughs> annoying, thing this happened. annoying thing yeah. named Rona happened, yeah. and she came to town and, like, ruined she everything. Won't she won't leave. <laughs> and so um, we then, in probably April or May of this year, we, all hope was done. We were like, we're not going to do the show. Like, we'll wait till it's over. But then we, it was almost like, we were like, wow, we're so dumb. We're like, it's a musical about a radio station shouldn't we do a radio show? Like, that would make the most sense. Wouldn't? And yes. it's virtual, and we it can reach, like, millions of people. Yeah. Um, so that's where we went. And so the last couple of months have been weekly meetings and production um, production sessions at um, a place called Q, um, Q Productions in um, Virginia. Okay. So we were able to get the original cast together again to record the lines from the show. There was already a soundtrack, our original cast recording, and um, them, along with Don Ma, worked their magic and created what is now the audio version of On Air, the musical. And it's streaming it. right now. Right um, now. Yeah, Isn't right now. So cool? And how crazy so. is that? So now you don't look old enough to even <laughs> know anything about KDKA Radio. I, I mean, don't. You know, don't. And, uh, but the fact, the history of it all is, oh, yeah. is, a pe- is something yeah. you guys have produced about. So what did you learn? Uh, did you? I learned so much. Yeah. I learned, well, first of all, I learned that why are we not teaching this in Pittsburgh public schools? Because there this is go. huge. That's a great point. You know, like could that commercial radio started in Pittsburgh yeah. and no one knows about that. Like yes. that's crazy. Yes. Um, and so we, I learned about the two individuals who started the station, uh, Frank and Flora Conrad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and their, I think great grandson came to the stage production in DC. So the Conrad family is involved with this show. Okay. Okay. They fully support it. They love it. Um, and so, yeah, I learned the history of their family, how it all came to be, and the just all these serendipitous things that happened with this production right. is that that they were created during the time of an election yes. and that everyone was listening to KDK like they were now 100 years later right. trying to see who won. But who knew and that so, this – right, I think that's a yeah. crazy – the irony is mm-hmm. the fact that here we are again, like trying to figure out who won. Right, right. Yeah, and you're, you know, you're in the throes of it, but – the fact that Pittsburgh has so many claims to fame, you know, that right. we can boast about, but you don't hear about that one as much. No, and and it's so interesting because it's 
probably the one thing that touches everyone in no the question. world. Yeah. You know, um, it's like you see it every day. Like yes. you listen to the radio, you, yes. you turn on the TV. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me, growing up in Pittsburgh, I just knew KDK as as the station that, that old people you know listen that to. people <laughs> listen to, but also that they're Channel Four and they tell me when my school's closed. You know, <laughs> so um, but the personal connection as well to the show beyond the Conrad family. What's super special is the woman who plays Flora in the show. Her her family is a broadcasting family, just by chance, and so her her family's from Pittsburgh. So there's that connection, and her uncle is Bob Pompiani on KDKA oh. because her mom Sue Pompiana Polka does the weather in DC. Gotcha. So it's just this whole little broadcasting family, and the fact that she's part of this show, it's just like mind blown. <laughs> wow, that's I love a, it. Yeah, six, these six degrees of jag off, we yeah. call it, right? Right, six <laughs> degrees all the time. I love it. <laughs> Um, other than learning so much, you know, from that, what is the coolest part? Now, you say that it's streaming. So explain yes. that so that everybody knows so how they can kind of get their part. We worked with um, Creative Cauldron. And uh, so they are kind of the producing creators of the show because they, they were the first place to, to commission this work. Um, so with their permission and kind of working through the acting union, unions, so um, Actors' Equity and SAG-AFTRA, um, because we don't know what's happening right now, and neither do they, to be really honest. We were like, well, how do we do this? And so we were able to um, get the permission of the unions to do a recorded version of this show. And so what we did was we figured out the most accessible platform for it, which was, which is YouTube. Right. Um, and so on YouTube, there is... It's not a video, but it is a video in the sense that there are images from the show, the stage okay. show, and images from historical archives of the family, of the station, intertwined, of, intertwined oh, okay. into the, the show. And so we originally wanted it to be like three separate episodes, sure. uh, just like you would in the 1930s and yeah. sit down and listen. And But we're well, like, well, now with Netflix, right? right? With we Netflix, exactly. Yeah. But we're like, well, we'll just put it all together. So it's a 90 minute free video. Um, you just have to register for it. Um, you can find that through our website, um, latidoproductions.com. Um, and then you, when you register, you get the free unlisted link and then you can listen to it. But cool? we're also not keeping people from sharing that link because we want as many people to see it. So you can register. That's awesome. But if you happen to get it through a friend who also who registered and they passed it on to you, that's fine too. We just want to get it out there. And Latido Productions, you talked about how you did a And it's literally production. L-A-T-I-D-O. Correct. Yeah. You guys did a production every week or something. We did. It's something like topical things like, like the Capital Steps or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of someone from the Capital Steps is an alumni of ours, okay. um, Tracy Stevens, okay. um, and so that was the hardest part. Like okay. that, like year one was like we're just doing the show. Like uh, year one or day one, year one was Reggie and I called all of our friends, and we got together in the basement of this place that is no more in DC called Black Fox Lounge, okay. and it was like a space probably. This plus half of it. Okay. And okay. there were like 60 people in that space wow. pre-COVID. Yeah, I was <laughs> and, uh, say, not COVID-friendly. Not COVID-friendly. Yeah, and right. uh, so we started there. And at first it was just us doing this show. And then over time people would make suggestions like maybe you should do theme nights. Maybe you should feature a specific performer or things like that. Um, and so now it's very structured. So we have a feature for every month. We have themes that we follow each year and each month. We went from weekly down to monthly shows. Um, just in the sense of like, okay, we did weekly for four years. We're tired. Yeah. Pop is tired. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do every month. And uh, But of course, it made more time for us to produce in other cities. So okay. it, it worked out. And will you start doing that? In, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh here? Yes, that was the hope. Uh, okay. It was to do that here um, at least every month. And uh, 
Shout out to Mariposa Theater Company who wanted to work with us, who was literally across the street. Like there's spaces oh, wow. over there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we hope to get back to that, but we, um, we've moved into virtual shows right now. So we have one very big one coming up for December. And I think we're going to take 2021 as a planning year just sure. to ride out the wave and, you know, figure you. out like a, an in-person return. And, uh, please use the word pivot. Everybody pivot. else does. Pivot. We were pivoting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's very fluid. so, but this thing in December is kind of our, I don't want to say last hurrah because we're not closing, but yeah. it's like, uh, a big thing. Obviously it's topical right now, like what's happening in politics and what's happening in Georgia. Um, so we're going to do kind of a multi-city virtual concert to send money to a chosen, organization in georgia okay um to help spread awareness about voting in january for that runoff wow. and uh well, so yeah how about All that right. you explained that so well yeah, I have you're to right. because <laughs> thank it you it could get kind of convoluted like well, wait it's a performance but now you right, can like stream it thing. but wait it's youtube yeah so yeah oh, yeah i just hope as many people can watch it slash listen to it yeah as yeah. possible and it starts so november 23rd so we we already started yeah. uh, oh, we? on the 16th. Oh, okay. So that was a change. So we started on the 16th, okay. and originally we were going to do just two days because on union restrictions. But because of this whole change that happened with the two unions talking to each other, um, we now have unlimited streaming yep. from November 16th until December 13th. So go. four whole weeks um, remember, we this. were so worried that we weren't going to get them yeah, in yeah, time. Right, right, right. right, but right. that's what made yeah. it. They were smart. So I was just looking at my no, show notes. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's happened to me in many shows. That's a, that's a jab at me. <laughs> because I wrote down the 23rd. Because the 16th already happened. <laughs> it did. Uh, no, I love it. Well, so thank you very much for doing thank this. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for doing this for KDK. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's what an cool. awesome, cool thing to work on I to mean, welcome it, you back into Pittsburgh. Kind it's of. an honor. And, yeah. uh, you know, KDK is a Pittsburgh institution. Yeah. And I, before I did theater, I studied broadcast journalism in school and, you know, great, awesome. So, you know, it's like to be able to celebrate something that's so topical and relevant and still around, Mm -hmm. um, is important. It is. And, and to teach Pittsburgh about why we also need to still be even more excited about our town. Um, because Pittsburgh love, Pittsburgh people love things about Pittsburgh and this is about Pittsburgh. And here it is. We always <laughs> tease that Pittsburghers either have to be first or best. Exactly. There's no second place or anything here. So we right. were first in this. Or I mean, we're not Cleveland, so. Right. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. right. All right. So we're going to ask you the coveted question of the day. But All where right. does everybody find you and how can they register as well? Sure. So. To make it really easy, because it's on all of our websites. So you can go to our website, which is latidoproductions.com. So L-A-T-I-D-O productions.com. And you can click on any of our cities, and it'll lead you to our um, page that will link to um, the event to register for free. Love it. Um, and then you can also follow us on Instagram. We're all four of our cities. It's at Latido, whether it be D.C., N.Y.C., L.A., or P.G.H. for Pittsburgh. Um, we're on YouTube. So it's a, pretty much a complete archive of almost everything we've done. Okay. Um, I'm sure at some point we're going to run into some union being like, you can't do that. But um, YouTube.com slash Latido D.C. Um, and we're kind of growing out of Twitter, so I won't even say that one. Okay, but okay. Um, we're on Facebook, too, just Latido, um, L.A. space, T.I. space, D.O. And you can follow me. Um, I'm Don Mike Mendoza on Instagram. I so. love it. Literally Don Mike, D.O. Yeah. Don Mike. Yeah. You, now, did you enjoy your beer here? What did you have here? Oh, my gosh. So I'm eating more I didn't, So I'm not a huge beer person, so I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? So um, I was going to get the Punkton 2020, which is a pumpkin beer. But... Um, Grant and uh, and Lisa suggested that I get a flight. So I have four beers here, the Oktoberfest, the Brickwall ESB, the Amber, and the Punkton 2020. 
So I tried the Oktoberfest and the brick wall, and they're both excellent. So I'm pretty sure I'll be great with the next suit. Didn't you have the amber? The amber, yeah, Is and it then it went all over the table. But prior to that, it tasted really, really good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, you know, it, now it has a woody flavor if you check underneath right. it. Yeah. No, so, no, I did love the amber. I thought good. It was really so I'm excited for the yeah, next yeah. two. And the last one is the one that I originally ordered. So. Yeah, cool. Oh, there you go. Oh, I love you. it. Merging cool. Pittsburghers. Okay, question of the day. Okay. What is the, and I don't want to use the word annoying, right? But we're all in our our professions and everybody seems to have an opinion. Oh, yes. What is the most um, often expressed, hey, you know what you should do next kind of thing? What have you heard? All right. So I'm going to rag on my family for a bit. I love them all. Love them all. But I come from a big Filipino family where all the Asian parents, uncles and aunties have opinions about what you do. And so, so do the Italians and right. the Irish. Charlie. So, yeah. definitely, when I was like, "I'm going to study musical theater," they were like, mm, "Let's talk <laughs> about that." Uh, so, I think the most common advice that I'm getting, especially now that I can't do what I normally do, um, the most often advice I get is like, "Well, why don't you go work for a, a broadcasting station like you wanted to? Like, go do that." I was yeah. like, "Yeah, like I can just walk into any it. station and do right. it." Here, let me <laughs> yeah. So they're like, "Just do that because that's what you're supposed to do, right?" Oh and I'm gosh. like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm like, "Not that. Not that. Almost ten years of producing is I not experience, it. but that you is know." So funny. Yeah. Well, you know, interesting enough, John's mom, who doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're safe. Ooh. She, we were actually, the one day she listens, she hates everything.com. We were on the verge of getting, um, of talking to a client and John said, mom, I'm, we're going to end up working with Mancini's bread. You know, we're, we're excited. And she said, well, what are you going to do for them? Like, what the heck do you, you know, like, and we well, were you like, don't uh, use their yeah. bread. <laughs> you don't even know how to slice their bread right. So oh we are God. not cutting their bread. I will tell you that. We are not Fair. good at that. So. <laughs> Listen, you are such a good guest. We hope Thank we can, you, so you know, much. continue to have you on. Yes, Keep let's in touch do. so that we can find out what you're up to next. I would love that. And, and I won't ditch you. You better not. <laughs> the last yeah, time. you better <laughs> not. You don't know. Rachel's like our in-house investigative reporter. She will find you. Right. She will find you. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Where you were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stay in touch for sure. All right, thank, thank you, so guys. Much. And a little bit about the music yeah. we might be hearing. Yeah. So the music is in the style of the 1920s. And they did... Stephen and Matt did a lot of research with uh, Warren Freeman, who's our uh, kind of musical supervisor slash director orchestrations, and um, they really pulled from each genre that was popular at that time. There's a tango in this musical. Who knew that tango was popular in the 20s and 30s? Um, so it's really a mishmash of what you would have heard in that time, and uh, even the voices of the actors are very, like... Period sounding, which I think is awesome. Like and, with uh, their fingers in their ears and stuff. Right, yeah, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we even have, um, commercials throughout the broadcast. So, you know, we have our sponsors, obviously, and financial backers, but, um, our commercials are of, in the style of the time. Okay. So you'll get that announcery voice and, like, things like that and, you know, where you can find things. And it's like if your Ford T-Bird is broken down and stuff like that. So um, it's really fun. And that's thanks to Robert Aubrey Davis, who um, is a big nice. radio person. But speaking of Pittsburgh, before I go, we have two really big Pittsburgh personalities on the musical. And they were so nice to oblige to do this for us. And it's Larry Richard and um, Jack Bogut. Oh, wow. uh, they both okay. stepped up and did a couple of um, voiceovers for us, so you'll hear them as well. Nice. Very cool. Thank All you right. so much. We Thank appreciate you guys. it. Coming back, we're going to talk pickles. The world was changing quick. Each day a new invention. Okay. 
So our last guest of the day, it's awesome because we've been eating pickle dip all day yeah, long. They didn't now they get said to they were going to switch us around. They didn't because they want to try the pickles. I know they lied. They, they lied. lied. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. They want to promote pickles. They're all about pickles. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mark and Joe, right? Yes. All yes. Right. Cool. Good job. Look at you. Now your show notes. I, I, I know. Thank God for you for show notes. Thank God. So anyways, here we are at the Lincoln Avenue Brewery. First of all, what are you guys drinking? Um, so I have the Hops for Days Hazy okay. IPA. Yep. It's quite nice. Yep. And Should we're doing the water. They yeah, I'm drinking water locally sourced, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> is it the Mon? It's, is, is well, it hold the on. No, no, I, I had the Mon high? over here. Let me see. <laughs> it's good stuff, bro. Oh, they went to the point and scoop from all three on that one. <laughs> now, what were you guys eating for your dip over there? What were you having? Did we have a, was it a buffalo chicken dip? No, that's an artichoke dip. I knew that was artichoke. Artichoke. Oh, delicious. Okay. We just so blindly started eating it. Yeah, yeah, it was at someone's table, but oh well. Sometimes you put you food in front to. of me and... I get it. I get it. I'm like I don't take a finger off. So you know, <laughs> that's my house at dinner time. I hear you. We are. We were. Uh, he's not kidding. Like I'm not kidding. We were so excited to have you guys because, like we said, you know, we were connected through um, the food tasters, and they said Tasha said you have to like, hear the story with these guys. So we kind of checked you out on your website. You're so much fun. I love the fact that you're in all green. Yeah. I mean, that's hysterical stuff. What what in the heck you've been in the industry? Start us at the beginning. Where did you begin and where are you now? Like what made you get into brinery? So Who starts it? Go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll change. I want this to start like I had a pregnant wife and she was hungry for pickles. I know it's not But it's not the story. Now. You know, can I just real quick before he does my <laughs> my fiance when she was pregnant loves pickles? It's not where it started. Not mine. <laughs> yeah. Not mine. Not, yours. not mine. I know yeah. she loves me. And I love her still. Yeah. But yeah. No. Oh my god. We, we missed the mark, but that's how different they are. Bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. yeah. Okay. So I moved to LA seven years ago. I'm from Pittsburgh originally. Moved there seven years ago, and uh, I went into this place, Cantor's Deli, and they had what I thought were the greatest pickles ever. Okay. And I started asking about them. Nobody really knew. They just. But why were from... they? Why were they the best? Because they didn't taste like a regular off-the-shelf vinegary okay. pickle. Okay. They were like meaty and just diverse, like really just different, you know? Okay. Just something you remembered, not just gotcha. like a pickle on a sandwich. So, um, L.A., there's a lot of downtime when you're trying to chase things that don't want to be chased by you. Right. And uh, I started making pickles, and I started using vinegar, and I went and I literally bought a McCormick pickling spice blend. And they were terrible. Nothing against McCormick. Okay. Maybe it was my fault, but yeah. they were horrible. And I'm just like, how are these? So then I started like reading about old-time pickles. And like my grandma, Croatian, used to make her own sauerkraut. And I know about fermentation and things okay. like that. Yep. So I started reading about old New York-style like sour pickles. And this was a Jewish deli in L.A., but they had, you know, so it was a really a kosher dill type of thing. Gotcha. So I started reading more about fermentation, then I started getting into that. And after a couple of spoiled, terrible batches, <laughs> I started reading more, not just the heading. And oh, yeah, right, that helps. That. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It said, salt. All right, I can get salt. It said, it takes a lot of time. Great. But you have to read more. Gotcha, gotcha. So then I started fermenting and actually like learning more about that and like the pH balance and like what actual fermentation is. And then through batches and batches and batches of 
tinkering with the spices. And actually, the McCormick Spice Blend helped me because I just took what was in there and I just started messing with the amounts. I like this. I don't like this. Right. Get rid of that. Sure. Um, and about four years, roughly, of making them, it came to what is now the Smithfield Sour, having my friends try them. And it really is a different pickle. And it tastes nothing like the Cantor's one, but there is a reminiscent for me anyway. Okay. I think that they're just... A little bit better. No offense to Cantor's or yeah. McCormick's. Yeah. Great in a lot well, of Well, you're really irritating people. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, the, McCormick's is one of our sponsors, but not, okay, as, not, not, anymore. To, not anymore. Sorry to see you go, McCormick's. Bridge City's taken over. Um, yeah, so my I, friends. That's such a good explanation, though, in all seriousness. Yeah, because it's, it's true, right? <laughs> right? No, I mean, even, you know, when you want to replicate a, a recipe, right? Like my grandmother would say, I don't know. You do it as you are. Yeah. Like, should say, I'm I, like, we're Italian, you know, it's just, so everything's a little more. So I don't know. Is it a teaspoon? Is it a tablespoon? Should be like, I don't know. You just throw a little of this and a little of that. Yeah. And that, and that's such a good explanation because you figured it out. My, yes. my grandmother had a recipe that my sister was trying to replicate. And it has nothing to do with pickles, but it's just the, the yeah. point that you were making. She's, was Greek, and the recipe called for a glass of white wine. It wasn't a cup. It wasn't this many ounces. It was a glass of a white glass. wine. Yeah. So my sister spent years trying to recreate this oh recipe. And I'll give her credit. They were good, but they weren't my yayas. Like, it wasn't the same thing. Right. And one year around Easter, she came over and she was like, Joey, try these. I finally made them. I figured out what a glass of white wine was years later. Really? So she probably had her one glass Sure. In the kitchen, in the cabinet that she yeah. used only for baking. Only for that now. Yeah. I love it. That's, That's so true. Great. So how's the connection happen yeah. then? So you come back to Pittsburgh. So I come back to Pittsburgh. And I, and this is the greatest thing is whenever you're in L.A. and nobody has a connection to Pittsburgh, and there are a lot, but you're telling people, oh, I'm moving back to Pittsburgh to start a pickle company. People look at you like, who says that? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's true. Like. I'm moving back to Pittsburgh to start a pickle company. And it was really through, like, my friends that just kept on trying them and, like, tweaking and getting it to a point where it was, like, palatable and nobody got sick anymore. And, uh, you know, and, it, and I moved back to Pittsburgh. It's always good when someone doesn't get sick. You know, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It'd be great if my fiancé didn't get sick after she ate. There you go. That was morning Love you. off the record. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I moved back to Pittsburgh, and uh, I get a job at Piccolo Forno in Lawrenceville, mm-hmm. and he's the head chef there. And uh, we had been there for—I've been there almost a year. You just—you just hit a year. A year. And after the COVID happened and business started slowing down, and right before that, we were talking about menu concepts and trying to open our own restaurant, right? So, and I was making pickles here and there just for fun and like giving them to people and trying them and everything else. So it was September, it was, no, it was uh, August. And it was just so frustrating because all the months of COVID, you can't really do anything. We're looking at restaurant spaces and we're like, why are we doing this? Like, yes. we can open a place that nobody can come in. Cool business plan. <laughs> so <laughs> I came down Look this getting nods from the gallery. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a kudos to you. Like, we just, we just whipped out. Yeah, we're yeah. like, nope. So I, I came down the stairs. I was kind of frustrated because it was just like all this takeout. And we were busy, which is great. I mean, take nothing away from that. Um, but I was like, I came downstairs. I was like, I'm starting the pickle company, September 1st. Yeah. And he just looked at me and he goes, you want help? And I go, yeah, I think I do. And from that point on, both financially and just time spent, he's invested everything Aww. 100%. And we've just been just cruising. Like, 
going from making a gallon of pickles to our biggest batch we made was 300 pounds. Mm. Oh my yeah. gosh! It's and then how many wine glasses it, is that? Replicating, right? replicating the same <laughs> flavor, yaya. yeah, over and over is it, how yeah. difficult is that? It, well, the first batch that we did it was 100 pounds. The first batch we did was 100 pounds, and I I think that as we've continued to do it, it's almost like. It's just second nature now. It's like okay. muscle memory. Because a lot yeah. of it is, you know, like like Grant was saying about his recipe, there's certain stuff that he can't give you. It's what makes it what it is and why it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. And ours is more the process. Like, you can see everything that's in that jar on the back label. It tells you what it is because the the process is what makes it what it is. It's the temperature of the room. It's how often we check them, which is between 12 to 24 hours a day, because really what we're doing is letting the gases and the air do the pickling for us. It's not vinegar, but essentially makes the water into its own vinegar or acidic type solution and yeah it's that sounded so scientific it's i am honestly i am exactly as smart as i look not a scientist (laughs) so it's just really it's just pickle making it's not that sophisticated but but you you are a chef but did you have to go back and try to figure out like the science of pickling a little bit at least to or you're like, no, I'm free will in this thing. I'm like, well, oh, I, I don't ask for directions and I don't read instructions. Oh, that's yeah. me too. You just <laughs> yeah. described me. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. And the, the thing is, is that I'm the type of person, Greek and Italian. I grew up in a kitchen. Most, I, I grew up getting shooed out of the kitchen sure. by those women that wouldn't let me bother them. But it just, <laughs> it gave me that passion for it. I mean, I've, every family gathering is, food is the centerpiece and I've, carry that passion on to this because it doesn't matter what it is i've never been a pickle nut i've never been one of those people that's like i need pickles and i need to drink the pickle juice and everything pickle 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 like i just i appreciate good food i appreciate people that take passion in it and pride in it like mark does and that's what made this whole process so easy yeah and um i think that i don't believe in recipes because it's people say that baking is a science well, if it's a science, then every single person's cake and pie would be exactly the same. That's true. So if anybody's listening, yeah. recipes don't exist. Baking isn't a yeah. science. Do whatever you think Do you. Yeah. is, is best. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this. I had no idea how to even jar pickles, let sure. alone making them. That makes I had me an feel idea. so much better. Yeah, because it, like I loved reading, like, and you really did nail it. It's the, it's the process in which, right? Yeah. And so we, I, I wouldn't know the first thing. So knowing that you didn't either makes other people go, huh, well, there well, you go. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, and honestly, if you were to take somebody who makes pickles in a traditional sense and then I told them the process of making these, it would be the same thing, baking sure. as a science. Because we do three different fermentation methods for these pickles. Like, okay. We should charge a hundred dollars. We should charge a hundred dollars a jar. Why don't we charge a hundred dollars a jar? Where's Don? A hundred Mike? jar. Yeah. He could come <laughs> do a show on these right. shows. But honestly, <laughs> there you go. Mike, you're like, man, there's pickles. Pickles. Yeah. In- invest in Bridge City Brinery. It's going up. It's okay. stock that's improving. Okay. Um, but no, it's three different fermentation methods, which most people would say, well, you only need this, this, and this. Like sauerkraut, it's one fermentation method. It's a dry ferment. Um, that's one of the methods. I mean, there's, you know, it just, it was through those years of making more mistakes than success. Right. Trial and error. That turned them yeah. into what they are. And it was honestly, because the last batch that I made before we went and started this, 
was a 25-pound batch that I had cold-packed, which is just after the fermentation, I cut the fermentation by either canning it or putting it in the fridge to kill the good uh, bacteria that ferments it. And those were in the fridge for seven months. At least. And they tasted the exact same as 24 hours that they went. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever processes that I've melded together to make it work just worked. Plus, we didn't get sick. We didn't. Yes. <laughs> I'll qualify that statement. Yeah. We did yeah. not get we sick. Qualify that statement. I will eat any. I'm an iron stomach. That's how I maintain my figure. But it's that's not saying much that I didn't. Now, get sick. does any of this depend on the cucumber? No, I've done it with. They were, he was like this to you. No. Like, <laughs> not please, even a little bit. Please let Rachel ask the question. Yes. These ones. John, thank you for the question. It's a great question. First of all, um, I've been waiting all the interviews we've done. Nobody's asked that question. So, again, well, yeah. thank you. Um, it does kind of matter because some cucumbers are watery than others, so it'll water down the brine and then it'll be less punchy. So, uh, we found the Kirby's or the seedless ones are the best. But seedless ones are $100 a pound. And. Jeez. Yeah. Then we'd have to charge it $300 a jar. I like yeah, the $300 a jar thing. I mean, give a t-shirt. People will pay it. We're making progress today. Yeah, I like I'm this. glad we <laughs> came. Yeah, I like this. Well, no, the, the cucumbers themselves, we get as consistently as we can from, what's the name of the farm? Southern Valley. Southern Valley Farm. It's in Georgia. Okay. Um, and we just stumbled across them a stroke of luck. Okay. We got from a different farm that I don't even remember. They were very inconsistent. Some were like huge with a lot of seeds. Some were small. Okay. But these ones from Southern Valley... Um, have been consistent, perfect size okay. for the way that we like to do them. So as Stick with it. as difficult as it is to get cucumbers year-round in Pittsburgh, we do like to stick with a uh, farm. I, we were able to look it up because on the side of their box it says woman-owned with a big sun logo. So okay. like, yeah. it was easy for us to find yeah. them and, and consistently get from them. And we love... You picked your pickles like people pick their racing horse. Like, <laughs> uh, the color. The color was nice. Well, yeah. Yeah. The label was nice. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the best part. These things are the deepest, darkest shade of green. And then we watch them through that 8 to 11 days. Yeah. And watch them turn more army green. The brine starts to darken. I mean, like, the process. Because we check it every day. We drink sure. the brine every day. And somebody asked us once if that's something that we get like bored with but honestly every time we open that bucket and that smell smell fills the room i mean it's like what i it's like walking into a steakhouse like you know yeah yeah, yeah it, it is well good. whenever you guys open this and try it on camera for everybody to see <laughs> oh, yes. you're going to understand are, that are you real? kidding me do we know Absolutely. that i'm hungover so thank you <laughs> <laughs> so the river water well, i guess we're going to talk about the river water now <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we were at a hundred dollars a jar and three hundred dollars a jar. If you stay on our podcast, you'll be out of business so fast. But you know, other than we love the fact that you could come here, you know, and hopefully there's gonna be a relationship here as well, as we've already heard from Grant. But oh, you're in you're in other Pittsburgh notable places. Like we said, at a coffee, which John and I have actually done a podcast at the original one, right? It was in um Shady side, East Shady Liberty. Side, East Liberty, yeah. 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 Um, and we obviously, me being from the north side, we've been to the north side one a couple times. Do you want me to open that? <laughs> this is hey, how safely, oh, how safely oh. and securely are those sealed? <laughs> huh? Same. Same. I don't want any more casualties. <laughs> but other than Ada's and Pennsylvania macaroni, yep. there's a, there's some other. Fo- Where else can we get this? We're in Stamolis in the Strip. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Okay. Uh, Stamolis, yeah. Yep, Stamolis, yeah. uh, Penn Mac in the Strip. We're in um, 
in the North Shore, in the uh, Mexican War Streets Mayfly Market. Oh, that's mm-hmm. where that is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's a great little store. I cracked it for you. Okay, John you loosened did, it. I couldn't have done it without. <laughs> uh, I do want to, yeah, here, get a whiff at least. because I, right, I will right. definitely get a whiff. Oh, wow. I do want to say this while you're on that. The look of the brine is different. We say that we're not your run of the dill pickle for a reason is because, like we alluded to the fermentation process. Yep. So we use kosher salt rather than pickling salt. It doesn't have chemicals and anti-caking agents. We like to stay away from that kind of stuff. Okay. So you'll see as the jar sits, some settling occurs, and it says that on the label. Same with the river water. We just encourage a little shake until the liquid's cloudy. That's the way that they're supposed to look. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. The cloudy threw me off because you don't – I've not – I shouldn't say you don't. I've not seen it it's, like that yeah, before. You, you see a very clear yes. vinegar-based Green, brine that yeah. doesn't have – because there's also a lot of onion and garlic in there. And what that, that does is that also ferments in the same – brine as the pickles. Okay. So you're getting a real different kind of taste. Okay. And that, you know, it creates sediment, And but that's the cloudy, but that's what you want. I love it. That's really good. Thank you. I'm not just saying that. that it's not, I was expecting it to be strong. Yeah, no, it's, it's just real it's mild. Subtle. That's yeah, one of the it. things. Yeah. I can't. It's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Another one. No. I, it's, it's, I love uh, pickles. I just sometimes you get a pickle and you're like, wow, that was harsh. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. This is so mild. Yeah. And it's so flavorful. Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it's that, it's the lack of vinegar. I mean, like, yeah. literally, okay. people, I mean, drink it, you know, make yes. it. We've been wanting to, and this isn't really, we've been wanting to make a pickle beer. Oh, if only we were in a brewery somewhere. I hope we're responsible for this great relationship that's a unveiling. Ma- matter of fact, I have a jalapeno beer, so what? Hey, there we go. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Or a sour or a gosa. These are $400 a jar. Yeah, well, <laughs> Colin needs a raise. Really? Well, the proceeds, yeah. now this is important to note, the proceeds do benefit these guys. two guys on oh, this okay. side. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere else. Right. It, it is a non-profit sick. organization yeah. right now, isn't it? <laughs> 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 right, in the, right in the, this part, right. the one in the This podcast, we're all about non-profit organizations. Yeah. Fint, see, Lisa just Thank said, you. come on over here, Lisa. Come on. We have a mic that actually works for you. <laughs> Those are fantastic. I am probably the pickiest person you've ever met. Yeah. Those are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's and really this isn't good. staged at all. I love now, it. Now, all right? of the BS that I was spewing about how we make them, yes. it makes sense now. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. yes. I'm going to go back and rewind the interview now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness, we want to keep in touch. I know we say that, but, you know, if you heard Don Mike's interview, super cool about the whole KDK and why more yeah. people here should know, you know, that story about KDK being the first broadcast. But kudos to you guys too, because in a in a town of pickles being so popular, yeah. this is amazing, and you're, you. you're really spreading like wildfires. So please be in touch. I can't so wait. Know where else you are? I can't Absolutely. wait until your offices are this huge production facility that that eventually become condos. Yeah, you know, I, I, there that's you what go. that's what happens to pickle people here. They get they become millionaires, and then their places are sold as condos. I yeah. mean, just ask the Heinz guys. We're already, right. Yeah, we're already fifty percent khaki. So. To a real business. You really real business. are. I love it. Before you get the question of the day, where does everybody find you? Where do we follow you? All the good stuff. Uh, you want to do the stores and I'll do the social? Um, that was your cue. I yeah. really hope I don't. I, I wouldn't have khakis on today if it wasn't for him. <laughs> so 
I understand. The only thing he says to me, it's not about recipes. It's just, please don't wear basketball shorts today. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you guys to know, I'm <laughs> thankful. I'm thankful that I'm here, but also, I don't want to be. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where are we following you? We are at. Adda's, as you guys mentioned, the one in Garfield. Yep. Um, we are in Wagner's Market in Gibsonia. We're in, yeah, right up on Middle Road. Yeah. That was our first store, Second. I believe. Second store, because we're in Beaver Super and Zookie Sports Tavern. Third. Where the hell and is that? I want to go there. The, I don't, I those are, the in, those are in Beaver. It's Zookie's, um, Henry Lee's Deli. And um, Beaver Supermarket. Okay. Those are our Beaver County. Okay. Those right. are the ones in Beaver. Oh, no, and Bee Poppin' in New Brighton. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. That one also, it's like a, a Pittsburgh it's a, popcorn. It's a gourmet place. popcorn. They do everything themselves. They do a lot of fundraiser stuff, too. Um, but I'm a friend. Okay. It's like one of my closest friends. And he's gotcha. like, I want to sell your pickles. I'm like, sure, popcorn do it. pickles. Do it. Let's do it. We're yeah. also, and we've seemed to gain the most traction at 52nd Street Market yeah. in Lawrenceville. Oh, yeah? I mean, it's just, it's been incredible. People have called them asking for us. And it's, you know, it's a local little in sure. that main drag. It's um, literally a mom and pop. Yeah. All We're right. also in Stimulus's and at Penmac yep. in the Strip. Mayfly Market on the north side, Arch Street. Um, I have to be forgetting something. Said Ada. Uh, oh, oh, there's a new one coming. So Justin Severino. I believe him. Oh, Lucia, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He has salty pork bits. Yes. He's going to carry our pickles because randomly somebody gave him a jar and he was like, oh, I got to sell these. That's I awesome. think it should be a Tom Friday's market right down yeah, the road here, to be honest with you. We're at Tim's Corner Market in Beachview. Yeah, that's just opening. And then T Bones in Wexford. T Bones in Wexford. Oh, I had okay. that as well. Right. Right. Yeah. And how about online? Wexford. So, uh, Facebook is just Bridge City Brinery. Uh, Instagram is at Bridge City Brinery, and Twitter is at BC Brinery, which is also our Venmo. <laughs> uh, he said that's our Venmo. <laughs> if you have any spare coin laying around and you want to, yeah. everybody has three hundred dollars laying around. So let's just let's. These aren't just khakis; they're cargo pants. So we can fill that with chains. There's pockets on the side. We take it any way we can get it. Oh my god! You guys put, him so put them in Yaya's glass too. You might be a millionaire, right? The wine right. Glass. Yeah, awesome. All right, question of the day. I'm sure you heard the others get this, but what is that piece of advice that you get now? Like you're out there telling your story, you're growing, you're getting into these other markets, you're really killing it, and then somebody has to come tell you, you know what else you should do? What's that piece of advice? Stop wearing do? basketball shorts to meetings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not for me. Not for me, from other people. I, oh, from other people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. From other people. I yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. I'm so- okay. Other people, same thing. Facebook Live, we can edit it, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the piece of advice we need to know? What is live ever been quotation? <laughs> See, none of this. Every I just make a list. I it's know. on a five-second delay, right? I can say that. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> doubt about it. Oh, we have experience. We, we've been thinking about it, listening to you ask everybody else. Yeah, and okay. It's it's hard because we appreciate all of the input and sure. all of the um, excitement around the product and support. But what we should pickle next, yeah. uh, it makes me want to drop kick you in the chest. Sure. <laughs> like, I, un- I understand <laughs> that you've had pickled baby corn before, yeah. but we're two guys with full-time jobs yes. that yeah. are doing this just because we have a passion for it. Yep. 
Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, jag off. Shut up. If you're listening Done. to me, shut up, you jag off. <laughs> yeah. I'm missing the Steeler game to tell you this. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. It looks there like we're go. doing real well, but we don't go. take a, an income from this, literally. Ooh, yeah. We invest everything back in. Because that. of the full-time jobs, yeah. we can do that. So. That's yeah. great. Uh, this is a great story, guys. Uh, yeah, we have yeah. to keep on. We love it. Did, wait, did you answer the question? It was the same. Oh, okay. you, oh, you let them team up? I have well, what's own. your answer to it's, the question? It is that. What's your answer I mean, to we it? get that with the whole you jag off thing. Yeah, you know what you, you know guys what, should do. You know what you guys should do? Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Do so you have an Greg answer? No, I, I mean, don't. every piece of advice I get from my mom is annoying. So yeah. there you go. Like, you should probably go get a real job. So all that stuff. So. Yeah, why not? Anyway, so while well, we have to thank everybody here, this has been an awesome podcast. podcast. Thanks yeah. for watching. And go back to watching the Steeler game if you want. And uh, we have to thank Grant and Lisa from the Lincoln Avenue Brewery, yeah, not don't Lincoln Ave. Ave. Right. Yeah. It's Lincoln Avenue And thanks Brewery. to Don Mike for finally showing up. <laughs> we appreciate right. you for coming. And right. he's our musician for he this has, week as well. He has a great uh, career in, in broadcasting is his, 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 yeah. his advice. In Bridge City time. Brinery. Yeah. What are their names? Yeah. Mark and... The other Joe, guy. the other guy. <laughs> no, no, I know. I knew Mark and I'm Joe. Yeah, I knew Mark and Joe. I introduced them. So, and of course, thank you. To, oh, well, thanks for the food. Thanks yes, for everything. Delicious. And yes, come man. down here if you do come down here. Make sure you tag us, you jag off, because yep. we want to know you're here. And thanks to Rorik Honda. November knows deals, and no better month to get deals than at Rorick Honda. From fantastic rates to fair financing, Rorick always has the customer in mind, especially during the beginning of holiday shopping. Plus $2,200 in yearly savings when you count on the Rorick Advantage, which you know of, right? I do. You go down there, you get oil changes, you get all kind of stuff. With every car purchase, new or used, buying a Honda is a must. Visit Rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs. Chateaus and fur chapeaux, Greta Garbo, Clara Bow, and Radio Bonadio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea. Journey back in time with us tonight as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of KDKA Radio. Roaring.